lot of the businesses, a lot of the restaurants that were open and that either had delivery as a larger component of their normal business or were able to continue to, to do delivery or pivot to delivery, if you will, that this should make the difference between continuing to lose, you know, thousands of dollars a week to perhaps breaking even. Welcome to On The Fly, an almost daily interview with San Francisco Bay Area chefs, restaurateurs, and other members of our beloved hospitality industry, from the big names to the tiny neighborhood joints as they fight to adapt and survive during the coronavirus pandemic. I'm your host, Marcia Goliardi, and I've been covering the local food and beverage scene in my Table Hopper e-column for the past 14 years. Our second episode is with Lori Thomas, executive director of the Golden Gate Restaurant Association and a San Francisco restaurateur behind Rose's Cafe and Terzo in Cow Hollow. We ended up recording this episode on the fly, truly, because of the big news that recently dropped from San Francisco Mayor London Breed. She's placed a temporary 15% cap on the often excessive commission fees charged by third-party delivery apps, which can reach up to 30% or more. We discuss the mayor's decision to help support San Francisco restaurants with this order, talk about some of the confusion surrounding the use and terms of these delivery apps, and Lori shares additional thoughts about the massive challenges our restaurants are currently facing. Thanks for joining us. Lori, it's so great to have you on on the fly. Uh, let's uh, just like roll back a little bit here. Tell me with Roses and Terzo, when did you open those restaurants? Well, first of all, thanks so much for, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Excited to be on. And um, this is going to date me. I'm, I'm old. We opened Rosa's Cafe in 1997. So it's oh 23 goodness. years old. It's never you know, been closed until now. We did close down for the shelter in place. And then Terzo, which is literally located right across the street, across um, Steiner Street from Rosa's Cafe, was open in uh, April of 2006, so it's 14. So they were both open in April. So this cafe just turned 23, and Terzo just turned 14. Amazing! And yeah. I remember. I remember when Terzo opened. It was uh, yeah, right, it was fun. Right yeah. around the time I started Table Hopper. So yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I know it's funny I, with Lawrence uh, <laughs> Jossel when we were talking. Um, Nopa is also 14. So yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Everybody's about that same. You know that same time frame. Yeah. 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 So, um, and how long have you been working uh, as the uh, executive uh, director for GGRA now? <laughs> it seems like an eternity. <laughs> I started on January 7th and it was supposed to be 16 hours a week or, or less and it's morphed into like 50. <laughs> and you sadly have uh, had to close both your restaurants right now during... Yeah, we made the decision crisis. that... Um, on the 16th, around three o'clock, we, we never opened Terzo that night. We, we've never done delivery per se at Terzo. We've always done a lot of, you know, locals pick up food, takeout kind of thing. But the food at Terzo just never really worked for delivery, we didn't think. Mm. Um, and so we had never really done delivery. It wasn't a big component of our business. And at, at Rose's Cafe, we worked with Caviar um, for a couple of years now and did a very limited menu with Caviar. So we were doing, you know, hardly anything with them and we just didn't feel that it it would make sense from a financial perspective or from an employee perspective to stay open 
That's tough decision, but it was um, a hard, it was a hard couple of days, but we, we paid everybody out all of their accrued vacation. If they had it, uh, all of the sick pay, Um, some people had the full 72 hours accrued and, and then, you know, the, the, the payroll that was due up through Monday, we paid all of that out on Tuesday. That is an incredible way to take care of your employees. So it leads to uh, what we're going to talk about right now, which is that uh, our mayor, London Breed, announced a 15% delivery fee cap um, to support our restaurants right now uh, with all these third-party apps. That is huge, and I will say, uh, personally for me, very exciting news <laughs> as an advocate. Yeah, and it is, and, and we should yeah. put in perspective that that's, that's a 50% cut in the commissions because they're, they're up to usually 30%. I mean, not everybody, but yeah. that, that's a pretty standard, you know, 25 to 30% was a pretty standard commission rate. Yep. And it's something that personally I've been trying to raise a fair amount of noise about. People, a lot of people just don't understand that. It was very confusing to a lot of people. Even my friends who aren't in the restaurant business didn't really understand until we we started to try to, you know, we got some press on it. Um, we started to explain that, it, that, that the promotions that the companies were doing were really on the, you know, not saying this is horrible, but they were all on the consumer side. And so the restaurants really, I mean, they were receiving minor breaks, but nothing substantive. Yeah. No, like Uber Eats offering free delivery. I'm like, oh, that's great for the customer. But as a customer, I would rather pay for my delivery and have that money go to the restaurant that's trying to survive. So just, Yeah. And you pointed that out in your table hopper a couple of weeks ago too, right? We had this conversation yeah. that it's, it's confusing to a lot of people what was being offered and what wasn't, right? Totally. And I think another huge point of confusion is that some of these third-party apps were offering uh, no fees for for new accounts for let's say the month of April and yes yeah so okay that's better than Grubhub who's just deferring fees but um, you know it's still confusing because then what about your long-standing accounts that you basically built your business on uh, so what about them like they're still stuck paying twenty to thirty percent and completely drowning so right uh, so this. Right. Um, this move from our mayor is, uh, it was very surprising to me though, because I mean, it's definitely a sweeping uh, statement about how businesses need to conduct their business right now during this emergency. And- yeah, well, I, I give her a lot of credit and the two supervisors um, that, you know, that supported this with her. And, you know, this is a difficult decision to make. And under the emergency declaration, there's a lot of power. And I think what everybody is looking to do is to move quickly as possible to try to give our restaurant industry a fighting chance of being around after this. And there's some real concerns to what percentage of our businesses will be able to survive. And we can't just look to the city, but the city has been an amazing partner on this. I know from, um, on everything, right? They've been meeting with business owners, not just restaurants, but all of the business and trade organizations and have offered to, you know, let us uh, to a certain level of gross receipts, defer the gross receipts and payroll tax, not pay the license fees, the help with the commercial um, uh, moratorium on commercial evictions in addition to the residential evictions have been amazing. Um, the state level, uh, the the ability to push off the the sales tax payments for until June, mm-hmm. all of these things have been very supportive. And this was this was 
this was a long time, you know, it's not like this was the first conversation. We, we've been communicating myself personally um, with the delivery app um, public policy folks since middle of February. And they chose to not do anything really about it. So well, yeah, yeah. they yeah. think they think they did something about it. I mean, some of them, like you said, uh, ran a promotion to during that period to let anybody you know new join without mm -hmm. fees. Mm -hmm. And and one of them said, well, if you order through the app and then you go pick up the food at the restaurant, we're not charging that ten percent we normally charge. And yeah. we said, well, yeah, but that's like zero to three to five percent max of the total orders that that work that way, right? So it's not really providing relief. No. And I think there is, and to be fair, as a business owner, I mean, I do think there is some real concern about are we setting precedents that aren't sustainable after this emergency? Um, and I know that that was a real concern that all of those businesses expressed, and I and I feel that concern as a as a small business owner myself, right? Definitely. Um, but these are, you know, these are extraordinary times and these times take extraordinary measures. And I think that's why we're seeing our city be a leader in, in, in the United States in, in many ways. Yes. Um, and I, and I was not happy when we did the emergency declaration. I, I, uh, we all saw within 48 hours of February 25th, we saw our sales drop like 40%, yep. which in hindsight was like the best thing we could have done. Right. Now. Um, and then, you know, we moved really fast on the thousand and under, and then we, and then by then the business leaders were like, wow, we just need to close this all down right now and, and have a hope, uh, of, of avoiding a disaster. Yep. And, and we're way ahead of the curve. I, I know, unfortunately we're seeing, um, some more outbreaks in the homeless community. Yeah. Um, but I still think we're ahead of the curve. Yeah. And credit to our mayor for being such a strong leader in this time of crisis. Yeah. I mean, thank I you. Just, she, <laughs> thank she, you. She just keeps bringing it. So you go, girl. Yeah. Yes. Here for it. Um, yeah. So it's interesting, though. Tell. I mean, I think some people don't really understand that this ha has been an ongoing discussion that the GGRA has been having with these yeah. third party apps. Like this was not something that just came out of the sky. Like this. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. So I'd no, love for you like to I share. Say, yeah. Um, yeah. So I took, I took over um, as, you know, in, in early January, took a while to transition. And then our public policy uh, manager and I started meeting with the app companies and we, and, and I, you know, we didn't meet with Grubhub to be fair. They're not really a San Francisco company and we didn't reach out to them and they didn't reach out to us. So I'm not including them in here, but certainly representatives from Postmates, from DoorDash, which, you know, you, you know, owns caviar now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Uber Eats, we've been meeting with since, you know, around the week of February 20th going forward. And, and uh, the Small Business Commission had a, had a hearing on that um, the end of, you know, the week right before the shelter or the emergency declaration. So like that, that third week of February. And I know Supervisor um, um, Asha Asafi has been talking about this mm -hmm. and, and what we can do about it. And so these are conversations that have been ongoing. And again, what we, asked the companies to do was try to take a look at what they could do. Um, and this was, you know, this was really even before we, we knew we would be in a full shelter in place. This was just an ongoing conversation saying, what can we do? Because they need restaurants to, to fulfill their business model. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, it's something that 
We, we've already seen what delivery companies have done to the dining landscape of San Francisco. We've been watching this for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it was just so distressing that here we are in this emergency. And the way I was looking, I'm like, wow, we just gave them the keys to the kingdom. And it, and it just completely without control. I mean, it's been horrible that they've been profiting the way they have off of yeah. I, I will say, I will say to, to some of their defense, I know like Postmates and I'm sure DoorDash and I don't, I can't speak for Uber Eats, but I know that a lot of them have been, you know, they came out uh, and, and advocated, you know, benefits for some of their drivers. I know Postmates did that yeah. early and I, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to smear them completely here, but no. I mean, I know that the reason that the city took action is they really felt that, that this was the right thing to do and they had the ability to do it under this, you know, this very rare emergency declaration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 15% is, you know, compared to, let's say 30% of the commission fee. Yes. This is going to enable some of these businesses to survive, just get a little bit more Yeah, That's my understanding is that a lot of the businesses, a lot of the restaurants that were open and that either had delivery as a larger component of their normal business or were able to continue to to do delivery or pivot to delivery if you will that this should make the difference between continuing to lose you know thousands of dollars a week to perhaps breaking even yeah that's a huge huge difference and i know you know and also just looking at this from the consumer perspective you know people who care about restaurants you know it brings up a it's a tricky proposition because we want to support our restaurants and let's say there is a restaurant across town that you really love and let's say you're not in the best of health or you really should stay right. home but then right. you know mm-hmm. knowing that they're gonna lose 30 percent on a delivery you're just like oh you know do i even do this and i know many people have been making a concerted effort to do pickup and your actual takeout and just call the restaurant uh but yeah and that brings up another challenging issue is that with some of these apps that allow for pickup unfortunately they don't have the opportunity for people to leave a tip. So, you know, if I'm going to go pick up food, I want to tip that staff. And it's, um, it's, that's why, that's why a lot of people don't even offer it actually as an option. A lot of restaurants. Yeah. Because of what you just said. Yeah. But we need, we need, um, yeah, people need to be able to tip out as they, as they want to. And, or at least be prompted. Um, I mm-hmm. think any anyone who is bringing us food right now, any mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a frontline worker. And exactly. Yeah, yeah we yeah. need we need to take care of them. So yeah, um, yeah. So this is uh, this is a big change for it, it goes into effect Monday, is my understanding. I'm curious. Have you um, heard any statements back from some of these delivery companies yet? I talked last night with uh, Door DoorDash who. Mm-hmm. Um, did say that they were rolling out, and this is actually larger than just San Francisco. Last night, they announced that they were rolling out um, the 50% uh, commission cap across uh, uh, the United States, Canada, and Australia. Yep. Um, and then they were just going to cap it to the month of March, but then I saw in an article today um, that it would go through, you know, the end of May at least. Yeah. And and they are they are they were originally going to cap it for restaurant groups that were five units 
Mm-hmm. And, and last, in the city here, I think it applies up to 10 units. So only the formula retail, which starts at 11 units or more, are um, excluded from that cap. Got so the, the delivery companies can still charge their normal commission rates uh, during this period of, of the emergency declaration. So we'll see some upcoming adjustments, I'm sure, with some pricing and delivery fees and what have you. Yeah, but, but ultimately, I think the consumer will, will bear some more cost for sure. And I think some consumers are, are able to do so. And if this means that we will be able to preserve more of just the hope of some of these restaurants being able to come back in time and uh, survive and not have a city full of uh, fast food. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, what we're, we're trying to avoid is a is a barren landscape of boarded up neighborhood corridors, honestly. I yeah. mean, I don't want to point to a super bleak, you know, uh, landscape, but we don't even know when we're going to be able to turn this back on. And the longer the restaurants have those rent liabilities outstanding with no revenue coming in, it's going to add up pretty quickly. And yeah. on the other hand, you know, how do you turn it back on? Those are the conversations that we as city leaders need need to have and try to understand how is this going to look? Because just opening it up and saying, well, you got to run at 50% capacity isn't going to, quote, open it up for restaurants. They, you know, it's like hotels. You can't run, you know, under a certain percent capacity and not lose lots of money. So where does that subsidy come from? And our city took a huge hit on its budget, right? And oh, yeah. so the money, I think we all have to keep looking up the ladder here to the federal government, honestly. Yeah. So, so, so much money is required to mm-hmm. us through this. And we're just going to yeah. keep, keep taking this day by day. But yeah, I think... So I mean, hard. the positive that, you know, I, I get, I'm doing a lot of interviews and everybody wants to end on a positive note, right? But I, I think the positive thing is, Marcia, is that I've seen more groups of people who don't normally work together, work together, and I'll include myself in that. Um, and, and it's been really amazing to see how smart and passionate and dedicated, you know, our business leaders and our city leaders are. And how fast we can get stuff done when you you um, you know you you can get rid of some of the bureaucratic steps that happen, um, and and try to move in the greater good, right? Um, yeah. So that's been super encouraging, and I've met a ton and gotten to know a ton of amazing people, both in the business community and and in the city that honestly I didn't know before, right? Um, and and I'm encouraged that that'll make us a, a better city because of it. Yes, um, definitely. Well, that's my message of, of hope. <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> thank you so much You're for welcome. your time and everything yeah. you've been doing to advocate. Yeah, and for. thank you. I appreciate it. And now it's time for the two top when I mention two things I think you should know about. And this episode, I would like to focus on restaurants who are working really hard to feed their fellow restaurant workers with thousands laid off and many with diminished hours. It's really important to make sure people get fed. So first I want to mention Alamar Kitchen in Oakland and Chef Nelson Yerman and his wife May are working so hard to 
feed a bunch of workers. Uh, They've partnered up with the Lee Initiative, which was started by Chef Edward Lee. And what's amazing about the Lee Initiative is they've been able to convert a number of restaurants across the country into relief centers. So you can come by and not only get a meal, but you can also get some essentials like baby food and TP and some other supplies you may need. And this whole Restaurant Workers Relief Program has been sponsored by Maker's Mark. And some other sponsors who are contributing are Imperfect Produce, Chef's Warehouse, U.S. Foods. And also a shout out to some of our local uh, sponsors and providers, including Firebrand, Mr. Espresso, Nyman Ranch. And uh, I heard even Cholula is on board. So a lot of people are really contributing to this initiative. And Nelson wanted to make sure I mentioned that uh, Daniel Patterson was instrumental in getting them connected to the Lee Initiative. So if you're a restaurant worker, you're out of work, or you don't have your usual hours, you can come by Wednesday through Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And you can just pull up in your car on Valdez Street, or you can walk on up and they have a daily meal. So they've been serving things like chicken enchiladas and steak with rice and beans. And also you can access some of those essentials that I mentioned earlier. And Chef Nelson really wanted to express that this is not something to have shame about or wonder, oh, should I go get this? You know, should I pick this up? They want to see you. This is about family meal. And this is about really being able to feed their fellow restaurant workers and members of the hospitality industry. So it would really make them happy to have the opportunity to feed you. You can read all the details on the episode notes. So another restaurant that is really working hard to feed their fellow restaurant workers is Fiorella here in San Francisco. And they've partnered with the Byright family of businesses, which includes Byright Market. And they just launched Pay It Forward Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, Fiorella and Byright will be giving away 100 free meals from each Fiorella location. So there's one on Polk Street and one on Clement. And all you need to do is call the location that's closest to you. And you'll be able to pick up food between 4.30 and 9 o'clock. They're hoping to add some online ordering soon. And you'll just need to show some proof of employment. Um, But they're also feeding folks who are in the healthcare or grocery industries as well. So you can just show your badge. And yeah, you'll be able to choose a pizza. So a margarita, mushroom, or pepperoni or a pasta, and they're doing cacio pepe or pomodoro. And Byrite is making a fresh seasonal salad for you. Even if you're not in the restaurant industry, I'd like to point out it would be really great to support either of these restaurants or both of them uh, through your own individual food orders, really helps them pay it forward. If you're a restaurant supplier, go ahead and get in touch with them because I'm sure they could really use any kind of donation you have from to-go containers to canned tomatoes. So thank you so much, everybody, and really appreciate any kind of support you can show these initiatives. Thank you so much for listening to On The Fly. Once again, I'm Marcia Goliardi, and you can subscribe to my newsletter at tablehopper.com and keep up with daily updates on my Instagram stories. I'm at tablehopper across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please take good care of yourself and others. Thank you.